Hey everyone, it's Pastor Micah, lead pastor here at High Praise Crestview. I want to say thank you for choosing to listen to today's podcast. I want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening from today and go connect with us on social media as well. My prayer is that as you listen to this message, you're encouraged, blessed, and transformed by the power of the Word of God. Now open your heart and get ready to receive what God wants to speak to you today. Anybody come expecting to receive something this morning? Amen. Last week, last week I launched the, our, our, our message with that thought of we need to bring our expectation when we come to church. Don't leave your expectation at home. You come to church expecting. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people last night that filled a stadium that was negative five degrees with wind chills of negative 30 plus thir- minus 30 degrees, and people came expecting. A win, and with that expectation in their heart came, came excitement, and all these different things began to bubble up out of them. Listen, if people can show up in negative five degree weather for a man running a bag of wind in, real, uh, in, in a, a thing of real estate with lines drawn on it, how much more can we show up to, to church with an expectation that God wants to speak and do something in us, through us? He wants to speak to us. He is here, and he wants do it. So let me encourage you with what you see going on in the world and what, when you see people bringing expectation to events like that, the church should not be outdone by the world in that area. That was a weak response, church. Yeah, Pastor, you're right. Wow. What faith in the room. Expectation should be within you whenever you walk in the doors. I know you had a grimy morning. Expectation should come with you whenever you walk in the door. You should still, even in the midst of your stinkiness, even in the midst of your mess, even in the midst of your frustration, you can still have expectation in the midst of that. You know how many times I've seen teams that lose every single game of the season but show up to the big game thinking, they're ex- I'm expecting to win. Kind of how Florida State showed up to the Georgia game. We won't talk about it. We won every game was the difference. And we were expecting to win. We lost. Bad. But we won't talk about it. How many times has God brought you out of situations and shown his hand strong in your life? How many times has God won victories and battles for you? How many times has he showed up just in time? How many times has he been provider? How many times have you seen him manifest as healer and restorer? With with what all you have seen in your life, it should bubble up expectation for church. Well, I'm talking to three people this morning, and that's good. Some of y'all, we got to shake the... uh, Shake your sillies out or something, okay? <laughs> uh, this has been the word that I feel like the Lord's speaking to our church. And yes, I realize what time it is. And no, you're probably not getting out at 1230. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not going to lie in church, okay? Probably going to be a little bit after. So hopefully the buffet will wait for you or whatever, wherever you're going today. We don't have any buffets in Crestview, but... Desi's is closed on Sundays. I'll get through this, though. The word of the Lord I've been feeling that the Lord's been speaking to me has been for 2024 is the launch, and it's shattering the ceiling. If you were here last week, I'm gonna give you, and if you weren't here last week, let me, give you, let me catch you up where we are. In November, Pastor Joshua came, and he ministered to us 
he's the lead pastor over a high praise Panama City campus. And he prophesied over our church. And he said uh, that I, I see a rocket ship and like a rocket ship about to take off. Well, before he even prophesied that as he was preaching, I've kept hearing the Lord say, I'm shattering the ceiling. I'm shattering the ceiling. I'm shattering the ceiling. And I began to ask the Lord what that meant. And whenever Pastor Joshua prophesied that over our church and over us, I knew that the two were linked together. And so... As we've been going through this series, I've been talking, and we started it last week, about how we're, we're going into a season of what I feel is launch, both corporately and personally. Now, I want to tell you something. P- corporate launch cannot happen until personal launch happens. Okay? The church cannot be corporately blessed until you are personally blessed. The The church cannot corporately flow in prophecy until you realize that you have the gifting to prophesy. The church cannot uh, uh, corporately begin to flow in signs, wonders, and miracles until personally we come into the revelation knowledge that the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead is living and quickening and moral in my body. And the Bible says that I can lay hands and I can see them recover. That personally has to become a revelation within you before we can begin to see it corporately within our church. And so really, this has to happen on the personal level before we see it corporately. And I'm asking our church, people that are family of this body, to really decide this year that, Lord, I want to personally launch into what you have for me so that corporately our church can launch into what you have for us, okay? Some of you are okay with coming to church, filling a pew, stamping your card, and saying, I've been to church this week, all is well. I'm asking you this year to question that. I'm asking you this year to question, Lord, is there something more you have for me? Lord, is there greater that you want me to do? God, is there more to this Christian walk than just showing up to church on Sunday? Let me just tell you, being at church on Sunday is this much of your Christian walk. Is it important? Absolutely. Is it significant? Absolutely. Should you do it? Yes, absolutely. However, is this what makes you a Christian? No, but Christians should go to church and say, They should be willing and want, and there should be a desire to gather with other believers. That should be something within you because this is the thing. God is giving you something. He's filling you with something in your personal time so that you can give it to the corporate body so the corporate body can go into all the world, make disciples of all nations, and they can do, we can do the work of the ministry that God's called us to do. I'm I got a whole, this is a whole different tangent. If you were here in first service, this is nothing like first service. And my first service people are laughing because they know exactly what I'm talking about. First service, we talked about marriage and family a lot. But in this service, I really feel the Holy Spirit bringing me to this thing of God wants to launch you out of the small mind church thing. Where you have said, oh, I'm okay. I come to church. And you're like a kid at the floor of of kids church. "Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Okay, and then as soon as church is over, it's like, ooh, back to fun. I'm gonna go back and do these things, and I'm gonna go back and do this, and I'm gonna go back and do whatever I want. I mean, there's no discipline in your life. There's no relationship with the Lord. You have nothing once you leave church. This is your relationship with the Lord, and God is saying, I'm launching you out of that and into relationship this year. Some of you just need that ceiling shattered in your life and you believe the deception that since you go to church, everything is good with your relationship with the Lord. That's not true. 
The other side's not true either. Oh, because I don't associate with the church. And I'm not with those people that aren't always perfect. Then my Christian walk is better than their Christian walk. Both are problems. God wants to launch you into greater relationship this year. And one thing I'm going to go ahead and prophesy to you real quickly is that God does not, I mean, excuse me, that I believe that God is placing a greater demand on the prophetic word of the Lord on this church this year. That God is launching us into a season of greater prophecy, which means this. I'm not talking about flaky, weird, anybody get up with an open mic and prophesy whatever they want. We don't do that here, okay? My dad has always said it like this. Pastor Robert's always said it like this. Glory follows order, okay? So wherever order is, there will be the glory of God poured out. And so what we, we have pr- prophetic protocols that we follow when it comes to prophecy. In the days to come, and we teach this, if you want to get up on the stage and you want to prophesy something, you've got to go through a prophetic training because there is order and rules of our house that we have for our church family, and this is the way that we do things, and normally we filter the words. As a matter of fact, John had a word this morning, and so John got my attention, and I went over to John, and I asked him what the word was to make sure it was in line. It's not because we don't trust John, but it's because there is greater order. There's accountability for the prophetic word. We don't. <laughs> I don't want to be associated as the church that is weird, squirrely, flaky, and just saying all kind of random things from the stage, okay? Because I have seen many churches do that and have created great damage to the body of Christ. And I don't want to be a church that's a stumbling block for other believers. And I don't want to be a church that is a stumbling block for the prophetic either. Because there's many people that have said no to the prophetic because of people who prophesied their own political preferences. There's people that just said some things that were, I'm just going to be real honest in the church, that were just straight flat dumb and not prophetic at all. And I'm just honest with you right now, as pastor of this church, I won't deal with it. And that's why we have order. And y'all go, well, you just sound like a young man that's upset. I am upset. You know what I'm upset with? That there's people that have thrown away prophecy because of people that abused prophecy. And that's why glory follows order. And we have order in our house. And so we're not going to be a, a church that, that has just open mic and does that. But I do believe, I said all that to say this, I do believe that the Lord is placing a greater demand on the prophetic in our church body, which brings life, edification, exhortation, and comfort to the believer. That is what prophecy is. And that is the prophetic that we will see in our church. Amen? Amen. Amen. Now, Pastor Joshua prophesied those things. Ephesians 3.20. Y'all just stay with me. I'm about to go at light speed. Y'all ready? Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able to do, somebody say immeasurably, immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within whom? Us. He can do immeasurably more than what we can think or imagine according to the power that is at work within whom? Within you. 
God wants to work through you. That's what you need to realize out of this. And you got to realize that Apostle Paul is writing this. He's writing this from prison, not a place of miracles. He's writing it from prison. Now, Job writes something similar, and he says he performs wonders that cannot be fathomed, miracles that cannot be counted. You can find that in Job 5 and 9. He's also writing from a time and season in life where nothing is going good, if you've read the account of Job. Let me tell you, whenever we be, when that, this word came forward... Uh, uh, from Pastor Joshua about the rocket, and I began to shatter the ceiling. I began to ask the Lord, Lord, what are you saying? What's the what is representation of the glass? And I believe that the enemy. I mean, I believe that God showed me that the deception is. I mean, the the enemy is using deception, and that is the glass. The glass is that of deception that the enemy is using. And one of the ways we talked about last week that the enemy wants us to give into deception is try to explain away what we can't explain. And if you can explain away everything that you can't explain, if you can find an explanation for everything that you can't explain, then you're not really walking fully in faith. Faith is going to take you to some places and there's going to be some things in your life you don't fully understand how, but you know it's the truth of the word of God. You don't fully understand when, but you know that God is going to show forth and show up for you. You don't know exactly how that's going to take place, but you do know that you have a better word and you have the word of God to stand on that is yes and amen. And one of the ways to shatter deception is through uh, declaring the word of God. And the next thing in this word was acceleration. You know, in, in, in a liftoff, in a liftoff sequence, there is acceleration that begins to take place before it uh, comes up off the ground, before the rocket ship comes up off the ground. But what I want you to know is that many of us, we think, and I've talked about this last week a lot, we think that, that acceleration means I'm about to do, 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 and keep going. But really, what I believe Holy Spirit is saying, our acceler- where our acceleration is found, is in realizing our weaknesses. Whenever we say, Lord, help my unbelief, be my grace, be my strength, be with everything that I need. Lord, these are some areas that I'm deficient in, so I need you to accelerate those areas of my life. That's whenever we see the acceleration of the Lord. And now we get us to this week, and I'm going to jump through this real quickly, so y'all just really stay with me. I really going to try to get you guys out by sometime. But... <laughs> In order to launch and shatter the ceiling, I want you to hear this. You must drop weight. You must drop weight. Now, some of y'all going, Pastor, I've been trying. I promise you, I'm committed to my diet this year like never before. I'm not talking about that, okay? I mean, if that's something that's on your radar or something you want to do, go for it, okay? I'm right there with you. We're, 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 we're in this together this year. It's another year of committing to having abs by the end of the year or at least something there and probably not seeing it. But it's okay, all right? It, sometimes it's just that motivation you need. But in order to launch and shatter the ceiling, you've got to drop weight. Hebrews 12, 1 says this, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight. Now, so I want you to pay attention to this word. And the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. This was not in my notes this morning, but this is good. It says, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. I firmly believe that oftentimes we read it like this. Let us, let us lay aside every weight, the sin which so easily ensnares us. But that's not what the scripture says. It says, and the sin. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin. What am I getting at here? Not all weight is sin. 
We have equated weight to sin for so many years. Like, the only thing that can weigh me down, the only thing that can keep me from my promise, the only thing that can keep me from my destiny, the only thing that can keep me from what God is calling me to do is sin. You are wrong. Put it like this for you. For our younger generation in the room, is it a sin to play video games? Talk to me, youth. Is it a sin to play video games? Or young men and ladies? No. Your parents might be going, it is Parents, I'm sorry, it's not a sin for your kids to play video games unless there are games you don't want in your household, then that's a whole different situation. What y'all believe and what's appropriate and what's inappropriate, that's a whole other thing for y'all, okay? That is your convictions. But what I'm getting at is the art of playing a video game is not a sin. Can playing a video game be a weight? Yes. Absolutely. Whenever you're called to be a worship leader... But all you can do is play Fortnite, and that's what takes up, or whatever games y'all play nowadays. I don't know. I don't keep up with y'all. Y'all are, y'all are past my, I'm, I'm, I'm way past. We talked about this in the first service. Pastor Chelsea keeps me hip, okay? <laughs> She's only a year and a half younger than me, but she knows all the lingo and like the, of what the kids say. And I'm like, I, I associate with my 40 and up in the room, okay? All my family. I'm only 31, but y'all, we keep it real, okay? <laughs> I'll be 32 this year. I'm getting closer to you, okay? Like, y'all are my friends in the room. I know the words y'all, I, I use, y'all hear me? Like, malarkey and like stuff like that. I use those words. I don't use riz and, and I don't even know what else y'all say. Smoke. I cap, all these, yeah, no, I, I, I no, no cap, I don't say that, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I ask my son all the time because he's he came home he's only in the fourth grade he came home saying Riz the other day I was like do you even know what that means he's like it's like being cool or something like that I was like sure okay let's just not say it <laughs> it's charisma by the way for any, any, any of my 40 and up in the room like what is Riz it is charisma to flirt well, basically, is kind of what Riz means. There you are. <coughs> Maybe you'll have greater Riz with your wife now. <laughs> All right, we're moving on. I don't even know where I was. Y'all, I, I got, oh, video games, yes. Wait, wait, wait. We're on wait. We're talking about wait. Laying aside every wait. Not every wait is sin. For some of you in this room... Your weight is your phone. Some of you need to go in this year and put limits on Instagram, Facebook, all those things. And that goes for my 40 and up, Candy Crush. You need to put a limit on that this year. Huh? I'm really, I'm really stepping on your toes now. Candy Crush? No! My kids are not allowed to play Fortnite, but Candy Crush is mine. Don't talk about that, Pastor. <laughs> Listen, those things can be weights. If it's pulling you away from purpose and away from destiny and keeping you where you're at, it may not be sin, but it can be a weight that keeps you from what God has for you. And that's why this year, well, let me go this. Some of you in this room, your weight is one that you wear well and you think is great. 
And it's just so great that you can do this and you get to do this and you get to provide and so on and so forth. But some of you, your weight is your work. You won't say no to a phone call. You won't prioritize your family because you're always knee deep in work. It's always, there's something else to be done. Oh, there's another text I got to respond to, or there's another email I got to respond to. I'm going to be honest with you. Pastor Chelsea and I, we really have prayed this year. We asked the Lord for things that we need to fix and do and change. And I'm going to be honest with you. Many times, Pastor Chelsea and I, we found ourselves in that place. Because for those of you who don't understand ministry, ministry is 24-7. You're a, my dad's always said it like this. And whenever, you know, I, I felt the calling to ministry, he never forced us into ministry. He never said, you know, son, you're going to be a minister. Son, you're going to do this. Son, you're gonna... Did he encourage us to be involved and planted in the church? Absolutely. Did he encourage us to work in different areas and serve our community well? Absolutely. Because that's just what you do as Christians, I believe. Every joint supplies something. But whenever I began to feel that calling and say, you know, Dad, I really just want to do... I started with graphic design. That's where I started at in the church. That's what I want to start at. That's what I want to do. His thing was, okay. There's a couple things. You acted like a youth at one point, but now if you're coming into ministry, you can't act that way. There's ways that you used to do things. You can't do that anymore. And just so you know, you're on call 24-7. You're like a doctor is what my daddy used to say. You're like a doctor. You're on call 24-7. If you need something, it's got to be done, so on and so forth. And ministry is like that, but I'll... But you can also, as a minister and as, some, as somebody in ministry, let me encourage anyone who may listen to this at some point in time or is in ministry currently, maybe you're in this room, you can still set time limits and just make the break glass for emergency sign for you, okay? Meaning, this year, Pastor Chelsea and I, we made a decision that we we're going to hold office hours because we just kind of been working as things rose and needed. We've been doing things for the church. And this year, we said, we can't do this anymore. we got to prioritize our family. There's, there's a time that we check out of work, and now we are mom and dad. We are not pastors Micah and Chelsea. We are mom and dad at this time. And that's something that we've really devoted ourselves to this year. And let me just encourage you. Let you men especially can be found in this Men, you need to devote yourself to being more present with your family and finding that, that time where it's like, no, I'm dad when I get home. I'm not going to talk about work and everything else the whole time. Do you need to unload some things, talk to your wife and your family about things? Sure, you can do that. Let that be that safe space to talk about things. But at the same time, don't get so weighed down in work that you're missing your purpose in your family. Okay? It's important. You need, this, can, this should be something. So you need to unpack that weight this year. So before the spacecraft goes into the air or launches, it has to be under a certain weight limit or the launch will be canceled. Even an astronaut has to be at a certain weight and a certain, they have to be able to endure certain, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for, conditions. They have to be able to endure certain conditions, their body does, in order to be qualified for that launch season, for that time that the spacecraft's going to be taken off or else the launch will also be canceled. What is the extra weight you're carrying around is the question you need to ask yourself. And is it disqualifying you from your launching? Because listen, don't allow the weight you are carrying to keep you from being able to launch into the new season that God has for you. I'm going to say it like this, and I don't believe in supernatural weight loss, but I do believe this, that God is giving you a fresh grace to cut weight. Spiritual weight. He's giving you a fresh empowerment is what the word grace means. He's giving you a fresh empowerment to cut weight. If it's sin, cut the weight. If it's people, some of you have got people in your life you need to cut. Now listen to me, I'm not saying cut your spouse out. 
Don't cut your spouse and don't divorce your spouse. Not what I'm saying, okay? No, anyways. I'm not, pastor's not saying, hey, you need to get rid of your spouse. They're holding you back. No, you need to get on the same page. And you don't need to work together to get on the same page, okay? I brought this up in first service. I'm going to bring it real quickly to you because I thought this was really powerful. Um, and this wasn't in my notes. But when you go to make decisions in your marriage, it is very important that you both are on the same page. And this is the reason why. We believe this in Scripture because it says it that the two become one flesh, right? Everybody with me? How many do the two become when they get married? One flesh. The Bible also says this, that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So I bring this to you to show you it this way. When you became one flesh... And one of you decides, I'm going to make this decision while the other doesn't feel peace about that decision. What you are doing is creating an instability in your household. Now, I'm not, here's the balance. I'm not saying you can be so stuck in your ways as this person who, who says, I don't feel peace about this, that you never ask the Lord, Lord, is this where you're calling us to? Because there's a, there's a give and take, there's a working together, and there needs to be a peace in both of your hearts before you move forward in anything. But listen to me, you do need to be on the same page. But honestly, there might be some people in your life that you need to cut weight. And I'm not talking about cut them out of your life. I'm just saying you may have to set restrictions on the relationship that you have with that person. There's some people that you don't need to be talking to every day. There's some people that you don't need to have that conversation with about your spouse every day. Let me just say, don't have that conversation with that person about your spouse every day. It's unhealthy for you, it's unhealthy for your spouse, and it's unhealthy for that person. You're harming three people in one. So listen to me, stop doing those kind of things. Maybe it's your negative nature that you need to cut this season. Maybe it's your doubt and unbelief. Maybe it's your control freak uh, tendencies. Maybe it's your anxieties and your fears. Let me encourage you to drop the weight this year. You will never launch into what God has for you if you don't begin to drop the weight that you've been carrying. Galatians 5.1 says like this, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. I want you to hear this, that Jesus came to make you completely free. But some of us, we've come into this new year and we're still carrying our, our old bag into our new year. Or we're still carrying our old baggage and trying to get on the spacecraft and trying to get onto the launch bay with our old baggage. But your old baggage is full of shame, fear, condemnation, anxiety, addiction, all these different things. Unforgiveness is a big one, but this is what you're doing. What many of us are doing is saying, this year is going to be different. I'm going to forgive that person. You unpack the the, the unforgiveness that you had and now you're starting to feel a little bit lighter but then a next day goes by and then you start going oh but you know what I just really can't believe they ever did anything like that I can't believe they would ever say anything like that I, and you just start brewing on those thoughts once again and it's literally what you're doing is you're taking that weight that you unpacked and now you're literally just putting it right back in your baggage some of you go well there's no way I mean I, you know what I gotta forgive myself and you know what God can God can use me he can save me he can redeem me a day goes pastor two days go past you mess up one time and then all of a sudden you're going there's no way that God can ever use me I've just gone too far I'll never be good enough I'll never be able to do what he's called me to do. listen to me stop repacking the bag with old garbage that you aren't meant to carry anymore leave it behind and go forward amen because a heavy bag will keep you from your place that God has called you to be I'm saying like this one of the reasons the children of Israel 
saw the promised land was because they endured a place. Anybody know what place that was? Gilgal. Anybody know what happened to Gilgal? Some of you, if you've never studied this story, you're about to be enlightened. Men in the room, I'm sorry. <laughs> but whenever they were coming out of, uh, out of Egypt and they're moving towards the promised land, there's a whole generation, a whole generation that has to endure a cutting away of flesh. They had, there was a circumcision that took place with a rock, a sharp rock. Some of y'all never read that story. And y'all are baffled right now. The cutting away of the flesh was a sign that they were ready to go into the promised land. Now, what I'm getting at here is this. I am not telling you it's going to be easy to drop weight. I'm not telling you're not going to get frustrated. Can you imagine? There was no guy that willingly just went to the front of the line and was like, me first. No, there was probably a lot of, do we have to? He's getting, no, you go, you go, you go. Rock, paper, scissors. Newland, rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Uh, rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, uh, you gotta go. You're first, not me. Nobody was like, yes! Cutting away a flesh. I'm not telling you that it's gonna be easy to cut weight and get rid of some things in your life that have been weight for you. But what I am saying is it is essential if you want to go into the next season that God has for you. If you're comfortable being in the season you're in, you never wanna go anywhere else, okay. I'm not forcing you, but what I am going to tell you is you're missing out on God's best for your life. And how sad is it going to be when you get to the end of your days and you look back and you think about all the things you could have done for the kingdom of God, all the things you could have done with your family, all the things you could have done in this area of your life, but missed it because you weren't willing to endure your Gilgal. You weren't willing to endure the cutting away of weight. Because you may want to write this down. I'm coming to a close. Y'all stay with me. God doesn't want the struggles of your past interfering with the successes of your future. I'm going to say it again. God does not want the struggles of your past interfering with the success that he has in your future. He came to make you completely free. So don't run back to what God is emptying you of. If you got sin in your life, drop it this year. You got addictions in your life, drop it. You got anger towards your brother, drop it. You got rebellion in your heart, drop it. If you got gossip, drop it. If you have shame and condemnation, drop it. If you have hate, drop it. If you have unforgiveness, drop it. And I believe unforgiveness is one of the biggest things that we carry in our lives from year to year. Because it's so easy to hold on to because we feel like we're protecting ourselves. We're defending ourselves by not forgiving that person. No, you are offending yourself. And you're actually bringing an offense against yourself in the eyes of God. The Bible says that God doesn't forgive you unless you first forgive your brother. So let me say it like this. What is so big that you can hold a bigger vendetta than God can? God has already made a way available for the person who may have done you wrong to be forgiven. Who are you to say that they can't be? This year, there's some people you need to forgive. You need to actually forgive them and move on, or you will never see the fullness of what God has for you. 
because your breakthrough is going to be found in your letting go. Because God doesn't like baggage. He doesn't like baggage. Scripture says that my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Now, I tell you, you need to stay free and drop weight. Let me give you three things super fast. Number one is this, how to stay free from old weight. Write, write these down. How to stay free from old weight. Number one, renew your mind daily. Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. When you study that word, renew, the prefix of the word is re. You know what that means? It means new. The rest of that word is new. You know what that means? New. So it means this, renew means to again make new. So whenever the enemy comes in and begins to lie to you, whenever he begins to speak words of negativity, whenever he begins to speak words of deception, that's where you go, no, 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 I need to go new again my mind. I need to read the word and cast those thoughts far from me and be renewed to what God is saying. Number two is this, rejoice. Psalm 118, 24, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Once again, you study that word out. Re, meaning again, joyce, where we get the word is we get... Where we get joy from is the word joy. So it literally means this, to joy again or to find your strength again. Some of us get discouraged whenever we're having to drop weight. I don't know about you. I've been discouraged and frustrated when I've dropped weight a couple times. And I don't mean naturally, I mean spiritually. Why am I here again? Why am I having to do this again? Why do I have to walk this out again? Well, in those seasons, rejoice. That means pray, turn praise and worship on in your room or in your car, in the bathroom. Sing a new song out of your belly. Let rivers of living water flow out of your belly and begin to sing to the Lord with a song you're making up in the bathroom. Doesn't matter, but begin to rejoice. Take your joy. Take your strength back. Last thing, remain in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. All things have become new. You want to stay free? Then you need to be, you need to have the spirit of the Lord living within you, which means you've received Jesus as Lord and Savior. And the Bible says it like this, that the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead is living within us as we receive him as our savior, which means this, if, if the spirit of God is living within us, in 2 Corinthians 3, 17, it says this, the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So if the spirit of God is living here and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, where is freedom found? Within us. It should be found here. So if you're really remaining in Christ and Christ within you, you will remain in the freedom that God has for you and you won't have to go back to the bondage. And the last thing, the very last thing, Ms. Donna, you can come play is this, a year of tension. I believe the Lord is bringing a holy tension or pressure. With glass, there takes a certain tension and pressure before it begins to shatter. I want you to take heart with this right now, that tension is the sign that a breaking is about to happen. Not all tension is bad. Many of us try to run when things get tense. You know what I'm talking about? You know, maybe in your marriage, you're, there's a frustration that's going on and you're really upset and frustrated with each other and it's kind of rolling through your days. And then oftentimes, there, some of us have this, we have an avoidance technique. And that's where we avoid each other so we can avoid the tension. But some, and I don't mean in the way, you know, a good tension. I mean in a frustrated tension and not, you know what I mean. Anyways, there's a tension there and a frustration that's going on. And maybe the tension is broken through you seeking out counseling. Counseling, pastor. That's for, that, that's for people who aren't right in the head. And? No, it's playing. Listen, listen, there's nothing wrong with counseling. I'm just going to tell you, there's nothing wrong with counseling. You need it sometimes. 
Maybe your tension though, maybe you just need some help. You need somebody with a different perspective to come in and speak breakthrough over your marriage. Maybe in your family, there's tension going on. Listen, don't run away from tension because tension is the sign that there's about to be a breaking. There's, or we could say this, tension is the sign that there is about to be a breakthrough because when your acceleration meets the tension, that is when breakthrough happens. Listen to me. I really feel this this year that the Lord wants to remind you that greater is he that is within you than he that is within the world. And Luke 10, 19 reminds us of this, that we have power over every power of hell or over every power of darkness. So let me just let you know that you don't need to look at the glass that you're facing or the tension you're facing as opposition. Rather look at it as an opportunity for God to show up. Because guess what? A miracle can't happen where a miracle is not needed. Breakthrough can't happen where breakthrough is not needed. Salvation can't happen unless there's someone who's lost. Restoration can't take place unless something is broken. If you want God to do something, then don't run away from the tension, but embrace the season of tension and know that he is rising in this season as the God of the breakthrough who wants to break through for you. Will you stand up to your feet and give God a hand clap? and a shout of praise. Come on, give him praise today. Lord, we thank you. You're the God of the breakthrough. You're the God of the breakthrough. You're the God of the breakthrough. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Will you lift your hands to the Lord today? Father, I thank you for your people. I thank you for this word, this prophetic word that's come forth in this year to launch us into what you're doing this season. Lord, I thank you right now that you're giving us a fresh acceleration. We're seeing the areas where we need more of your power and your spirit. We say, Lord, help our unbelief, be our grace, be our strength, be everything we need. Lord, we thank you that you are even helping us drop weight in this season. The things that have been holding us down, holding us back from pursuing a relationship with you, a true relationship with you, Father. The things that have been holding us back from serving our community and our city well, The things that have been holding us back, whether it be unforgiveness or addiction or whatever it may be in this room, I thank you that today there's a fresh grace to cut the weight today. So Lord, we thank you for that right now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, that we look at the opposition that we're facing and we no longer see it just as opposition, but we see it as an opportunity where you can arise as the Lord of the breakthrough. So God, we give you all the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Will you give God one more hand clap of praise today? Hallelujah.